0: Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 2 of Hammerheads Wargaming. If you're new here, we are three friends, two of which have been embedded into the Warhammer universe for some time, and the other is just breaking into the hobby. My name is Eric, and I'm the new guy. The goal of this podcast is to capture a where-curiosity-meets-knowledge approach to hopefully educate beginners in the hobby of Warhammer. So, let's learn this together. In this episode, we'll be taking a short look at the different types of armies playable in 40k. We will come back to each at a later date to go a little more in depth, but for right now, this will just be high level. This will be to help educate us, us being myself and you, the audience on what armies are available to play and give you a little knowledge on each. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. And welcome back to another wonderful episode of Hammerheads Wargaming. Uh, I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Eric. Uh, as you guys remember, might remember, I am uh, trying to learn about this uh, this hobby, and my two other co-hosts are uh, a little more informative than I am. Um, so I did want to say thank you for everyone who listened to our first episode, and uh, you know, please keep you know sharing information on what you want to learn. Um, As I learned too, I I think it's going to be a really good experience for people who are trying to get in this hobby like myself. Um, With that being said, uh, I'd like to turn this over to uh, Hunter or Tom. Uh, You guys take over and kind of explain what we're going to be learning this week and um, talk us through that just a little bit and I'll ask questions.
1: All right, guys, awesome. We're going to start talking about all of the armies that we can play in 40k. Uh, Eric, this will be your first introduction to all of the armies. Uh, we're going to go through them fairly quickly, uh, or quickly-ish, and uh, give you a brief overview as to what they are, what they do, things like that. Um, so we'll go through all of them, and again, this is just going to be a small discussion about some of them. Uh, we'll go into deeper uh, information about all of them later on down the line, if you uh, if you want to. But, the but we're going to have to. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to have to, but I just want you to just to have a, a little bit of information about all of the armies that you can play.
0: Yeah. I'm, so, I'm excited to learn this. Um, again, you know, going back on it, there's just a, a whole lot to know as a, as a new guy getting into this. So I'm excited to hear a little bit more about what I can play. Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I don't know how it worked for you guys, but I feel like one will call to me at some point point, be like, this is what I, this is me. This is what I want to be in.
1: I hope so. I hope so. I hope that's what we'll find out. Yeah. Um, We're going to start with everybody's favorites, uh, with some sarcasm, not a lot, but it is everybody's the most played faction, which is the Space Marines. Um, There's a lot, a lot you can do with Space Marines, from the fact that they do get the most releases, uh, to you can do them in any color, any style, things like that. There's a lot of different armies inside of that that you can play in different ways as far as the rules are concerned. But the big thing is, is that they are the largest model range that Games Workshop has for forty thousand. So you can you can do anything you want. You can paint them however you want. You can kit bash between one kit or another, so long as within the game you can still use the weapons and things like that that you're looking at. Uh, there are some limitations, but for the most part, they are a very versatile faction. Uh, and these are just your regular good guys. Good guy space marines, they're not your chaos space marines. These are just strictly uh, loyalist space marines ish. So, but you've got lots that you can do with them, lots of different colors that you can do with them because you don't have to actually, you know, spend your time doing them in one color based on, you know, the army that you go for. Uh, For example, and I'm just throwing names out there, if you decided you wanted to do Blood Angels, which is just a chapter inside the space marines. They're usually painted red and black, or red and gold. Um, with a few of them being black, which is a different inside faction. But if you wanted to, you could paint them purple and play <laughs> them as space. As play them as Blood Angels, it's just the rules that are are different. So you wouldn't really have to worry about anything.
2: Yeah, as so. far as the look, this the sky's the limit. Really, uh, you can do whatever you want. If you wanted to stick to more of a story element with the way your guys look. There's always there's also possibilities of making your own sub faction within a faction like the Blood Angels or stuff like that. Most of them have their own sub factions anyway, but you can create your own. That's a part of a narrative that you and your friends that you play with can can come up with.
1: It makes Space Marines really fun. Merrick can as far as we, as far as that's concerned you could really do that within any of these armies it's just that space Marines is the easiest to do that with so um, one of the other armies that you could possibly do would be uh, there's adeptus custodes which they're actually supposed to be the uh, emperor's bodyguards but you can play them as a playable faction and they're gold boys. They're super yeah. su-
2: good. They're a little bigger than the regular Space Marines. Um, they're supposed to be a little more powerful. Typically, your army is going to have a lot fewer models if you play with these guys.
1: This is a very elite army. Okay, but you do get jet bikes. You um, see, you get jet bikes and all kinds of stuff, and they 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 are super super tough, just because. Um, like their armor saves are very high, but like you get these like little golden jet bikes that you can fly around with and all that kind of stuff. they can be super cool.
0: those look awesome,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, those don't typically get as many model releases. there's fairly few and far between uh a lot of them that you look up right now are you know several years old but yeah they're still they're still awesome looking.
1: Now, they also have resin pieces from the other company, Forge World, uh, which is just Games Workshop's specialist games arm. Uh, they had a lot of uh, custodies stuff for uh, the 30K, the Horus Heresy game, and they, they transfer over into 40K. You can use them in that as well. So some things are still in resin. They've released most of their line into plastic, but there are still some things that you have to get in resin So, just something to keep in mind there if you decided to to look at those. Tom, do you want to take the next one?
2: Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, Astra Militarum, that is part of the Imperium. Um, They fight alongside the Space Marines. Um, They're basically the Imperium's regular army guys. Um, You know, just regular humans from... All different types of worlds. They they one of the things that appeals to me is they have a lot of really cool looking tanks. Um but yeah, they're smaller than Space Marines, just your your average Joe uh you know, fighting in this galactic war.
1: And they're usually from all over. So Yeah. But I'll, they do and- have a ton of tanks.
2: The different, uh, as far as the Astro Militarum uh, kind of sub factions, you could say, it really just depends on what planet they're from. Um, there's a lot that look like, you know, your average kind of modern day soldiers ish, um, but there's also some that look kind of um,
1: World War I French with gas yeah. masks and things like yeah. that.
2: A lot of different aesthetics here to choose from. And there's also, isn't there like a um like a Mongol type
1: Yes, um, yes there is. Yeah. Um I can't remember the faction name, but yeah, there's there's guys that ride around on horses. There's yeah. um there used to be they don't have a line for it anymore. There used to be like the straight up Russian type like World War One, World War Two army. They had the, like heavy, creed, right? No, they're the French – they're the ones who look like the World War One French. These were the uh, – I can't remember their name, but they were in, like, heavy coats and uh, fur-lined hats and things like that.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember what you're talking about now.
1: Yeah, but they also have uh, some planes, but they're, the big thing with it is that it's massive amounts of troops and lots of tanks, and they have yeah. all kinds of tanks. There's lots big tanks, little components. tanks – yeah, they've got lots of toys.
2: And you're talking, you know, there's there's one tank called the Bane Blade, which can be made into, you know, in a, several different, you know, maybe a half dozen options for what you want to put on it, but that thing is massive.
1: Yeah, here, I think I found a picture of it. Like, this is just one option that you can do <laughs> for a Bane Blade. Like, I mean, seriously, like, on the box, I think it tells you you can build, like, six different versions of the bane blade it's it's pretty cool uh some of them are like mortar shells some of them are long distance there's one that has like a nuke on the back of it like it's it's pretty cool the way that they do it and like this is you yeah. this is the, the box the, that it comes in
2: the model and uh, the box is huge, huge. Well, the Probably the models probably what six to eight inches long by like four inches wide
1: yeah so yeah i mean it's massive
2: it's pretty awesome
1: yeah it's but definitely
2: you know, go ahead
1: it's it's definitely an army though that when you're putting it together you're you're talking lots of unless you're doing all tanks you're putting together a lot of little bodies mm-hmm. like yeah. you know you, you'd be putting a hundred models on the table without any issue without you know batting if I the was
2: playing them I would be doing a lot of tanks because that's what that's what looks cool to me.
1: Yeah. So, um, next one that they have uh, another part of the Imperium is Sisters of the Battle, uh, and these are actually uh, the militant arm of the Church for for forty k, and they're really cool. It's all females. They're in a power armor esque uh, battle suit, and they're Badass women, like uh, yeah. it's it's, it's fr- they're freaking awesome. Like their stories around them and stuff like that. That they are just badass women. They're really cool. They help inquisitors, um, but they have some really cool models. Um, they got a lot of new models in Ninth Edition uh, to kind of beef out their their line. And one of them was like this mech suit where the sister yeah. sits in it and she can use a you know gun and a sword. Which was pretty cool. They updated some of their stuff that, to change them a little bit. They also get some interesting. Um, Tom, what would you call them? Where they're like the uh, the flagellants.
2: Um, I don't know how you would really describe them.
1: It's it's basically like they they have taken heretics and they've made it so like they've got like. Chain flails on their arms, and they send them out into battle naked basically to <laughs> just run at the enemy. It's, it's they're really cool, honestly. Um, there you go. Yeah, let's see if it'll pull it up. They're, yeah, here we go. They look like that. They're weird. <laughs> That's cool. They're, <weird>. they're, they're, <laughs> they're creepy looking, but they're supposed to be heretics who are um, trying to repent. And this is what they're they're, supposed to do.
2: That's also kind of like the, the repentia, the sisters. Yeah. Those are basically the same thing, except the sisters that have kind of fallen from grace and, uh, they're trying to, um,
1: repent, make up for it. There it is. Uh, but yeah, they're, they've got a pretty cool line. They're, they're definitely different. um, they can, they can be a lot of fun. There's a lot of things that they like to play. Oh, they have a lot of iconography in their army. Uh, some of their tanks even have like cathedral-esque things windows. on them. Yeah, stained glass windows. There's one that's a pipe organ, like all kinds of yeah. stuff.
2: That has missiles coming out of the pipes. Um, they have little cherubim-looking... Um, Figures that kind of fly around and help them carry ammo and stuff like that. Very Catholic esque iconography, Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of weaponry and it just, it's pretty cool looking.
1: Yeah. Um, then we also have AdMec, which is actually part of the, um, Mechanicum. This is a bunch of like little robot guys They're They've got a big line, honestly, uh, I mean, sorry. Uh, but they've got a, a bigger line of models that they got at the end of eighth and early ninth. Uh, oh, that is not what I wanted. I'm gonna have to cut out
2: something. But yeah, Adeptus Mechanicus. They they worship machines, uh, and that's that's their the Imperium's all the Imperium's tech comes from Adeptus Mechanicus. Um, they mostly, I think a lot of them live on Mars, but they're not all
1: from Mars. No, there's forge worlds around the universe that these guys come from. Like there's uh, Metallica, Mars. Um, there's quite a few, but like, they're all used to be humans and have added these robotic parts to them so that they can be more at one with the Omnisaya and be part of the machines. Um, there's a lot of fiddly bits, lots of little pieces and things like that. Um, but they, they can be kind of cool. They do get some tanks and things like that. Their new, uh, airplane, cause I can't think right now, uh, looks pretty cool. It looks like something that Da Vinci would have made. Like it's, it's really interesting looking the way that they did it, but they're pretty cool. Lots of robots though. Lots of claws and tendrils and things like that. Now, there's their, like, they have a walker. Yeah. But mostly, awesome. they're just, they're, they're robots. Neat. Uh, which leads us on to the next thing, which is the Imperial Knights. This is big, big robots. Big, stumpy robots. Um, they are... Yeah, like are uh, like a...
2: Transformer Gundam size, maybe bigger than that even. Well, they can get a lot bigger than that.
1: Yeah, if you go to the Titans, but you wouldn't <clears> be buying that. But just big Imperial Knights. Yeah, Lots of the different
2: model, options. Well, about five or six inches tall, typically. Yeah. Um, so they definitely dominate the battleground whenever you're playing with them on the table.
1: And oh, wow, there's yeah. a good... Yeah, they're yeah, a much comparison. larger... Yeah, so size comparison, yeah. they're they're a good good bit bigger. Um, there are smaller knights that they have inside the army uh, that are um, these the helvins uh, and warglaves. They're smaller knights. They're not as armored. They're not as powerful. They're a little bit faster. But I mean, typically, if you were going to do a, an imperial knight army, you would do maybe four to six of the. Helvrinds or Warglaives, and then you would do two to three big knights. Um, and then that would be your entire army. And granted, they're an expensive army to build just because they are, the bigger knights are a little bit more expensive model-wise. But for, as far as being able to quickly get something done to a point, um, if you didn't want to paint a ton of models, this would be one where you would be able to paint fewer models, but still be able to have a fairly uh, powerful force, as far as that goes.
2: And with these two, well, with a lot of stuff in you know in the three separate divisions, but um, knights in particular, they pair well. You can use them with. Space Marines or with the Astro Militarum or the Adeptus Mechanicus um, fighting alongside them. They don't have to be, they can be their own army, but they don't have to be as you're playing. So um, that's always fun to add a little um, auxiliary unit. Yeah. Kind of changes things up a bit.
1: Yeah. Now, Okay, so now that we're done with the Imperium, I do want to stop here and just ask if you have any questions about any of that or anything that you want to add before we go on to the next technical faction.
0: I don't think so. I, I really uh, I liked the Sisters of Battle so far for, from this. That that seems to be more like my play style and what I would like. But, uh, high-level
1: view, no, I'm good. This is making okay. sense to me. Good, good, good. Don't want to go too fast and give too much information for no reason. Um... So now we're going to go into the chaos end of things. Now, this is kind of dominated to a point with uh, with the chaos gods. Everything's kind of based around them to a certain point. There are four of them. Uh, you'll have Nurgle, which is the god of pestilence and decay. Uh, Korn, who is the god of battle. It's always... Blood for the blood god and skulls for the skull throne for him. Um, He's pretty interesting, but that's basically what he does. Uh, Slanesh, which is the god of excess, and it can be any excess, anything that you can have an obsession over. And then Zinch, which is the god of uh, plans within plans, it's the changer of ways. And they all each have their own bespoke chaos marines, like they're they're traitor space marines.
0: That's what I was about to ask. That because you know we went we covered armies, uh, just you know we got got done doing it with uh, space marines, and I was curious about that. So each god has its own faction, right?
1: Yes, yes, uh, uh, and and they can have more than one. It's just that as far as like the traitor legions, like the original traitor chapters, uh, they do each have one, um, and they are, and then they they could have others. It's just that everybody's got one, I guess, as far as that goes. Um, okay. So you will have that. And then they each have their own demon armies uh, because they have models for demons for each line. So, uh, but um, like the uh, porn demon army is uh, what you would normally expect from like demons. They actually kind of look more like uh, red skin, horns, kind
2: of yeah. your stereotypical demon. Uh, uh, they're
1: your stereotypical I'm demon looking demon. thing. Yeah. Like berserkers. Uh, they've got red glowing swords, you know, they are your stereotypical demon. They've got big bloodthirsters that uh are just, you know, they're they're demons. There's not a whole lot to really say about corn stuff. It just they, he looks like demons. Yeah. Um and then yeah, there's-
0: There's really nothing else to say that if if you said close your eyes and imagine a demon, that's exactly what I would see.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's pretty (laughs) much it. Uh, Nurgle demons are a little bit different just because he's all about plagues and stuff.
2: Yeah, they're more kind of zombie-esque, bloated, usually green skin, flies flying around, open sores, um, things like that.
1: Lots of lots like of uh,
0: guts. To me, like looking at images of it, it, look, it reminds me of uh, just the, the style of it would be like Todd McFarlane's Spawn, like yeah. the demons from that. That's kind of yeah, what I see. Yeah, like with that.
1: the like the clown guy from Spawn. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, that's that's a lot of what it is. So it's it's very, very much that. Um, So, and then you've got zinch demons, which they're a little bit different from the other. They are still kind of like what you would think of as demons, but they have a little bit more they're interesting. Do <laughs> they what? They're pretty. They are pretty. I Ooh. love them. They are pretty. This is one of my favorites that we can't use in forty k. Uh, but they are. They have a, a very blue aesthetic. Uh, Lots of bird imagery, lots of Mm -hmm. eyes and fire and flames and things like that. It's very much um, always changing, always different.
2: They have uh, flying stingrays with a bunch of eyes.
1: Yeah, they have flamers, which are just these weird looking things that always have flames coming out of them. Like, they're very different, very stylized so it works perfectly with the the way that they want to change everything, um, and then slanesh demons are very provocative. Um, they are meant to be very seductive. In the lore, it's said that they are you know they have this way about drawing people in because they're very alluring to everyone. Um, they are very much uh, they're on the torturing end of things. Uh, a lot of their stuff is tricksy. It's very uh, whips, barbs, uh I'm really running out of words for it. Honestly, it's just very. It's different from the other three, but it is very much a. uh, It's its own aesthetic. It's it's very much different, and no help from you guys.
2: I mean, that's that's the. There's not a whole lot to
1: say. You can say about them. They are.
2: You know, think of SNM.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to say that. Unfortunately, well, yeah,
1: (laughs) like I like a like
0: like a succubus like that's kind of what i'm seeing too
1: yes and and honestly games workshop is trying to move it away from that kind of stuff um because they're trying to make it a little bit more usable on the tabletop because it's very it's not family friendly if, if you look at it as a bdsm type army so they're trying to move it away from that trying to make the aesthetic a little bit different um and in in Age of Sigmar, they really have done that. They've they've moved it away and it has a different feel to it. Um in 40K, uh they are still trying you're, to do that.
2: You're still pretty limited on what you can use in yeah. 40k with with them.
1: So and in demon-wise, demon demon armies honestly, the only ones that uh I particularly have really ever seen for 40k, uh, people playing them anyway, have been corn, Nurgle, and Zinch. Um, For the most part, the Slaanesh demons don't don't really have a a whole lot of play. Um, Their rules aren't that great. And most of the time, if somebody's playing Chaos, uh, generally they're playing the Chaos Space Marines, which can be anything from the original nine Traitor Legions or just if you want to play... Chaos Space Marines, which are...
2: Yeah, again, just like with the regular Space Marines, um, you can kind of do what you'd like. You know, make your own narrative, make your own uh, army or war band. Yeah. And, uh, you know, have whatever focus you, you care to, you know, go toward.
1: They're spiky boys. <clears throat> oh, lots yeah. Lots of spikes. Lots of... Uh, and, of course, this is, you know, a Abaddon, which is their big one, he has lots of spikes, uh, but they usually have horns coming off of them. But you can do them in any color. They get pretty decent weapons, um, and of course, then you can there's so Death Guard, um, which is one of the ones that's mainly played for Nurgle. Nurgle. Uh, they have their own army, so they have their own models, and they are you know. All about pestilence and decay. So there's a lot of um, armor lot that's kind of decaying, a lot of flies,
2: yeah. open sores, oozy uh, stuff coming out of their
1: armor. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Zinch has the Thousand Suns, which they have a very Egyptian aesthetic. Uh, this is one of my, personally, one of my favorite armies. I love this army. Uh, they have some interesting lore, but they're they're pretty cool looking. Uh, those, and they those do look awesome. Yeah, and they get their Death Guard and Thousand Sons get their own or have their own Primarch demon models. So you get a big a big guy if you want to play with him. Um, the World Eaters are the only other ones I believe that have a bes- bespoke army. Right now, they they just got released, uh, not that long ago, but they have uh, some specific models for them. Um, mostly, they're still all basically chaos marines, but they use a lot of chain axes and things like that. These are like berserkers. You use these yeah. guys if you just want to go, just rush up the field and beat the crap out of people with axes and chain, you know, chain swords, chain axes. Just have fun with them. And they've got some pretty cool new cultist models as well. Uh, and they got a demon primark this time as well. It was uh, Angron. So those three armies are like the big ones. Um, and world eaters are for corn. The only one that they haven't done yet is uh, Emperor's Children, which is the Legion for Slaanesh. So I'm hoping that that comes out soon because I really like the Emperor's Children. Uh, but, but basically for your Chaos Marines, you can do, again, any color, anything you really want and And you just play it based on the rules that they have for it, so you can make it your own
2: and most of the time if you if you're looking at um, chaos space marine models, uh, a lot of the time you'll see them with black and gold armor that's for the uh, Black Legion. It's kind of the um, all around general uh, chaos Marines. Legion that you'll see uh, on any model boxes, things like
1: that. Yeah. This they their poster boys, just like the Ultramarine mm-hmm. Blue is poster boys for Space Marines. Gotcha. So, but yeah. Um, and then just like with the Imperial Knights, Chaos also has Chaos Knights. Tom, you can talk about this. I know you've got some of the models for these, right?
2: yeah i mean originally when you know you could you've had the option to have chaos knights for several years but it was always you would buy an imperial knight and just paint it different colors uh, a couple of years ago they actually came out with chaos knight mo- their own model kits um, which again still look a lot like the imperial knights yeah they do. Um, but a lot more uh, spikes and chains it's they're made to look like they're run down, a little more older looking. Um,
1: they gave them those you, really awesome claws.
2: Yeah, just the they're you know the overall basis is the same. It's just like uh, these these guys that follow chaos decided to customize their their knights to look badass.
1: <laughs> yeah, they really do. Like this, those models looked amazing when they came out. And they still do. I mean, it's not like they've gotten old or anything, but they they definitely had a different look to them, a different feel. They, they felt like they were definitely more chaos, like on their chest plate. Uh, it would be kind of in layers, almost like rib bones showing uh, some of the masks were a little elongated or spiked. Uh, so it, it really it really added to the aesthetic of the of the army. So it was long overdue. It needed it because you know, like Tom said, otherwise it was just kind of like you know, make it work for chaos. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, yeah.
2: in different colors. You could kit bash it. People, a lot of people kit bash stuff. You know, there's little sets of you know, you can buy a box of like 200 skulls from from Games Workshop, and just you know, glue them wherever you want. That you, that was the about it. That was about the extent of making a chaos night years ago. But since the, since they came out with the kits. Uh, it's a lot easier. A little more um, bespoke to the chaos side.
1: Off topic though, that skull kit is friggin' awesome. Like it's yeah. it's got so many skulls in it. Like you can do a ton with it. There was a guy who uh, a couple of years ago kit bashed. Well, kit bashed. He basically customized. He took a couple of boxes of those and made. It was either a. I want to say he either made a full like skull out of those skulls. Oh, cool. Like, he just stacked them up and kept, and glued them together, and it, it was really cool. Um, but, yeah, it's that kit's actually really versatile and really fun to use for basing, for kit bashing, for just adding different stuff. So, not that we need to talk about that, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's pretty pretty cool.
2: Uh, the Chaos Knights, they also have two, uh, not just the regular, the standard size Knights, they also have the smaller, lesser Knights. Like the war glaives and the Helverins. They're just they're they're basically the same. The aesthetic is more uh chaos bespoke. Um, but they're called war dogs.
1: Yeah. Uh so before we move into the next group, which is gonna be our Xenos, um, What do you think about Chaos so far? <laughs> Me
0: personally, it's not i don't think that chaos would be it's not calling me uh, but I do like both the Imperial knights and chaos Knights the story behind that um i have uh kit bashed outside of 40k most of my life but um that it was a pretty cool story hearing about that but uh, i'm I'm not too sold on chaos for myself not saying that. it doesn't sound not saying it doesn't sound awesome yeah. but um i do always like any, go ahead do you have any questions about it I don't think so not that I could uh, make sense of.
1: <laughs> yeah, but well, they're 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 different. Un- unfortunately, there are people who really like them. And there's people who really hate them. Uh, some people are adamant about the fact that they're just—it's a terrible faction. But they're supposed to be the big bad in in Warhammer, honestly. Yeah, I, think that's are, what,
0: I I always like I don't I don't like playing a bad guy in anything, and so I think that's pr- part of the. The push away for me is that, but if you like it, that's it's probably going to be a great, great play. Yes, and that I'll be honest.
2: I... Go ahead, Tom. Uh, that was you know, chaos, everything chaos was kind of what appealed to me in the very beginning because in video games and you know, other games, things like that, you're always the good guy. It's like, uh, I kind of like the fact that you can choose to be the bad guy in this, and not to mention that. They all all the models looked incredible.
0: Oh, that's that's a fact. They they do look really good.
1: I just wanted to
2: throw some guys down and wreak havoc.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of the problem. Uh, Well, not problem. It's you're overwhelmed with choice with Games Workshop because Mm -hmm. most of the models look, look fantastic. There's very few times that they don't look good. There are a few, but not a lot. So it's kind of hard to choose what you want to do if you see all of them and go, oh, I like that one, and I like that one. So it's very different. Um, So now we're going to get into a bunch of different stuff. These are all going to be very different. Uh, This is all the Xenos factions, uh, which if you're not familiar with the term, it's alien factions. Uh, I want to start with the elves, but I don't want to start with the elves that I like. So... We'll start with um, the the good elves. These are uh, Tom. Do they start calling them? It's Ashrani, right? Is the good elves? Uh, the they graph- are Eldari. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, Ashrani, I think is. I can't remember. I think that's a specific faction.
1: I thought the Aesirani were the actual like the what 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 in Eighth Edition they called them Craft World. Uh, they were the, cra- the elves that live on the Craft Worlds, which are these big floating like think a continent sized ship that they live on. Um, they these are basically, for lack of a better term, they're your good elves. Um, they're very restrained, very disciplined. Very much you're just, you know, good people elves, other than the fact that they're, you know, arrogant assholes. But um, they have psychers, they have fighters, they have shooters, they have jet bikes, they've got everything. Um, they're really, really cool uh, just because of what they have. So they're they're kind of an all around good thing, and then on top of that, not only do they have all of the like you know regular hey we're elves in body suits or whatever running around slashing at you, they also get wraith lords, which are the uh, in the lore they're kind of a kind of a knight ish thing, but they're like the soul of an of one of the Eldari is actually inside of it. Uh, controlling it, kind of deal. That's a, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and mean. they they they're kind of you know big, very smooth looking. You can't really tell it like there's anything in there. It doesn't really look like there's any face to it. Uh, but yeah, they're supposed to be like a soul in there. They're very they're very interesting. Um, that's really all I can really tell you about those models. They have a lot of different fighters. Um, Lots of different types, so you'll have, like, Howling Banshees, which are very melee-focused. You have Striking Scorpions, which I believe are also melee-focused. Um, but then you'll have ones that they call Reavers, that are, like, these guys carry around basically like grenade launchers. Or rocket launchers, they're huge weapons, um... And so they just kind of they've got a different, different type for a different you know, specialty for everything that you can do with them. Um, But they get psychers, and that's that's the big thing, and you'll know why in a minute. But that's the big thing is that they use psychers to use psychic powers and things like that. Um, The other side of these guys is uh, drukari, and they are very much. The opposite end of their craft world cousins. They are evil, to put it bluntly. Like they are about torture. They raid, kidnap, steal, backstab. They are all about just being as bad as they possibly can. They do not have psychers. They don't have any psychic powers whatsoever. They think that that is a bad thing uh, because of Slanesh, and we'll get into that sometime later. Uh, but they have three different factions. They have these very quick, very fast witches, which mm. uh, they are low, uh, less armor, swords, pistols, uh, things like that that they can run around and and fight with. Um, They have Cabalite warriors, which are your more shooty guys. They're, you know, armored, usually have guns, some have swords. Uh, You have the homunculus covens, which are the flesh crafters. Um, They have grotesque body modifications uh, to make things... Cyberpunk-ish feel... Yeah, um, and then they have big, uh, I can't remember, the, the Talos, uh, the big monsters that fly around and with big guns on them. Uh, honestly, to me, this is one of my favorite armies. I think they have a really good range. They get these awesome uh, planes and not jet bikes, but um, just jets in general. That they're they can of, shoot they out major,
2: of like a space pirate vibe.
1: Yes, yeah, they're basically space pirates. Uh, they're they're really cool. They they have a lot of different stuff that they can do. It's really fun to do. Um, but they're very fast, very fragile. Kind of a death from a thousand cuts. Yeah, kind of kind of faction. They're they're interesting. Um, and just about all of the Eldari are like that. They're a death from a thousand cuts. You know, you're not going to run these guys into a tank and expect it to just explode. This is going to be a, a constant thing. Um, yeah. And then the last part of the elves are the Harlequins. And The Harlequins are actually really cool. Uh, they are tricksters. Yeah, uh, I- I was excited
0: about this one. This is the one I want okay. to hear a lot about. So okay. go into it.
1: So these are they're they're another one of my favorites. They're everything is to, is organized into a troop. They are players. Um, you'll have a couple of you know you'll have groups of players. You'll have your uh, troop leader, and then you have a couple of other small uh, small character models. But these guys. Have some of the best rules when it comes to being able to do tricksy stuff. They are uh, as fast as they can possibly be. They are nimble. They, they have hard hitting weapons. And they're just, they're, the models are absolutely fantastic. Um, the only downside being that if you wanted to do it exactly like some of the art, uh, there's a lot of diamonds that you have to paint on these things. Uh, but they are super cool. And one of my favorite models. Anybody, one of two who's, fair models.
0: anybody who's listening to this right now uh should definitely google image search these guys because it, it looks really good
1: yeah I, I figured one of the ones that you would absolutely love would be the solitaire yes. uh he is he, you know me well yeah he <laughs> is this guy who basically can he and granted I, I haven't looked at their rules in a long long time uh but they can he used to be able to kind of teleport across the field and oh, cool. this is the guy that you want hitting characters like you want mm-hmm. him to run up hit a later and then if he can get back and then have somebody else hit him the rest of the way he's usually a suicide mission kind of guy like you're only going to get one chance with him but between him and your death jester Oh geez! Is this like just awesome? You know, almost sniper. Yeah. Uh, they have some pretty cool stuff, but one of my favorite models, and I is the Shadow Seer. Um, for some reason, I just absolutely love this model. I'm actually going to send you a picture of the Solitaire uh, model, but. The shadows here, for whatever reason, I just I really love the model itself. It's one of my favorites. I think it's one of the best ones that they've ever done. Um, but yeah, these these are some fun models. Uh, they are very much uh, small. It would take time to paint them. Uh, they're a very elite yeah. force. They they only have like five or six kits. Um, and you would need a few of them. The other thing that they do have, they do have jet bikes, and they do have a tank platform, somewhat. Uh, but yeah, these, these I figured you would probably like a lot. They're they're really cool. Uh, uh, before we move on to the rest of them, do you have any questions about the Eldari?
0: No, I this was a this was a fun one. I uh, I enjoyed this. And for
2: the Harlequins, there's not a whole lot of models. Like they're not going to be a big, big force on the table. No, if you had to put them on there, you can ally them with other Eldaris.
0: That's how um, I was wondering that. If that's how that that would work. So because, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm with you.
1: Yeah, but there's also, a- their
2: range is what maybe ten models, ten different kits, maybe.
1: Uh, you have the troop. The Death Jester and Shadow Seer; those are all. Those three are separate. The jet bikes and the larger airplane tank thing are separate. I think there's only six kits total for yeah, them. So, it,
2: not a lot of options, but they do no. look really cool, and they you do. get very intricate with them. Yeah. Um, and one more thing a little point of order. I, I do want to have a correction on what I said earlier. You were correct, the Astrayani are what are called the craft world Eldari. Um, okay, just they were referred to as craft worlds starting, I think, mostly um, in eighth edition. But it's it's Astri- craft worlds, Astriani are Eldari that live on a craft world. So that's what I thought,
1: but I wasn't sure. So I'm glad I got that somewhat right. All right. Uh, Tom, why don't you take the next couple of ones? Unfortunately, cause uh, I've been talking a lot. Okay. Think- um, Tao. Um,
2: those, I would say if you, if you are familiar with star Wars, um, familiar with Cad Bane, I would say he looks very Tao-ish. Um, of course, they don't wear cowboy hats and stuff like that, but They're not the, that cool. the kind of bulbous <laughs> head, like very alien, you know, stereotypical alien-ish, like bulbous head, their blue skin. Um, the cool thing with them is they have a lot of like mech battle suits. Um they also rely heavily on drones. So, you know, if you f- have, if you field an army of Tau, you're going to have a lot of mech-looking warriors on the table, a lot of little drones fly- flying around, you know, shooting at different things. You know, the drones aren't very strong, but they can provide you some decent cover and some decent distractions. Um, I would say if you're interested, if you, for a good idea of what they look like, um very almost gundam universe feel uh like i said they they pilot these mech battle suits but uh they also have squads like pathfinders and things like that of just um little armored soldier squads that can you know go in and do a a fast hit or you know take over a a um point of interest quickly. Um, I think... I'm not 100% sure about their psychic abilities. I think... They don't have any. Okay.
1: They, but, they uh, mostly yeah. have shooting. Like, that's their yeah, biggest they, thing is that they do shooting.
2: They rely heavily on tech. Um, they do have other little kind of sub-factions like the Crute that look like um, kind of... Um, Kind of primal looking um, aliens that look like kind of tribal. Uh, I don't really know. They'll they'll have you know kind of
0: work together. Uh, What what was the uh, what I'm seeing with this? What what was the character from uh, Killer Instinct back in the day that um, had that similar kind of like headdress? He's like blue skinned.
1: Uh, I don't. I didn't play Killer Instinct. Uh Oh. I'm trying to find out. Yeah on. do you do you remember what I'm talking about, Hunter? Yeah, I just that I guy. Can't remember his name? Like that guy? Like,
0: no, like it was like a mix between I can't remember which one it was. Anyways, I didn't mean to get us off subject, but I just no, seeing looking at the imagery, it was like that kind of looks like that that beast from Killer Instinct, but <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, I mean it's very possible. It's just that they. they you know that you're going to find some kind of parallels to some of the stuff. That's, that's uh, when you're.
0: Uh, to me, whenever you're learning something this in depth, especially in a fantasy situation, it's it's easier to compare things that you've done prior that can make help you make some right. sense of it. So that's I. I apologize if uh, that's no, no, usually no, no, what no. I go to is other things. Uh, but I would just, rather it, have it helps some, me learn.
1: I would much rather have a you know a little bit of a tangent on you know trying to figure out about video games than than sticking to it sometimes. Uh, You guys keep going.
0: I'm I'm on a mission to figure out what exactly.
2: (laughs) But, um, yeah, that's the, you know, they have a lot of, they'll have some, you know, like hover tank kind of, kind of things and, and, you know, several flying units too that are pretty cool. Very, very, uh, I, I would say almost stereotypical alien looking kind of, uh, race or army.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
2: But, um, and then you have, you throw the crute in there and a the very, um, tribal looking, very, very low tech.
0: No. Uh, Sorry, it was Primal Rage, not Killer
1: Instinct. Oh, okay. Oh, primal Rage, uh, yeah. That one I do remember.
2: But, um, I'll say next, the Necrons. Their one, Necrons, uh, admittedly, when I first got into Warhammer, I was not a fan. I, they didn't really have anything that appealed a whole lot to me. Um, with the introduction of 9th edition, they did enter some new models and stuff like that and kind of revamped the Necron line. Uh, that was a bit more appealing. Uh, but basically, the the aesthetic of the Necrons are like robot skeletons. Um, they you know basically robot skeletons. That's their main troop. You know, they have a lot of different. It, it's all it's all robots and stuff. There's also kind of a, a an Egyptian kind of feel to them. You know, some of their obelisks, some of their, their, you know, moving the, you know, fortifications and, and stuff. ships and stuff like that. Um, they're interesting. Um, it, again, it wasn't one of my f- favorites when I started out, but after ninth edition and they started kind of revamping the Necron line, they are a bit more appealing now. Um.
1: They, they they have their moments. They're not like yeah. the best and they, they... It's hard for us to say anything about Necrons. It's not kind of... I don't want to bash any army because I don't want anybody to think that playing anything that they want to play is is a bad thing. Because every anybody who wants to play it, play it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. If you yeah. think the army is cool, play it. But it's just...
2: There's a lot of personal preference uh, yes. in, in all of these. So... Just because they weren't my personal preference doesn't mean they can't be somebody else's, and I, that's completely fine. Yeah,
0: I think also, like, with you guys running through this with me, um, you can probably tell what whenever something piques my interest versus when it doesn't.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And these guys are kind of hard to pique anybody's interest, not necessarily because they're a bad faction or anything like that, but it's when you look at them, it's like, okay, well, everything's silver <laughs> and green glowing and things like that it's not there's not a whole lot going on there it doesn't look like so it's it's difficult but once you get into it especially once ninth edition came out they like they they became really cool they put out some new models that made the line a little bit more interesting they um had a couple more characters that were more interesting Things like that. So and of course updating any line makes them a little bit more enjoyable just because newer models and usually it's an update for something that's been decades old, so it's it's easier for that to look better. So
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially you know, that's that is one of the things, you know, whenever we got into it in eighth edition, a majority of the Necron models were were older models, so they didn't have the same detail and, uh, you know, same dynamic poses and stuff as some of the newer stuff that had come out recently.
1: Yeah, definitely, because some of them were still in resin, and they just did not look that great. And then they've got some now where it's like, they are absolutely some of the best models that they make. So, I mean, it's, and that's kind of the thing, is that you'll see updates to a line, and you will immediately kind of gravitate Gravitate to them because you didn't like the way that the models were before, but oh, now they've come out and they're new and and they speak to you more. Like there's something about it that makes it more interesting. Like I had no desire to do the craft world Eldari, uh, but when they came out with their new models a year or so ago, it, I was hard pressed not to buy them because they look so good and because they updated like. I had read a story about them, and they had updated that specific uh, squad. And it's like, oh, I, I would like to get those just because of that story, for one. But now they're in this this new new model. Looks really good. I mean, it's so it's really hard sometimes to keep yourself away from something like that.
2: Yeah, for example, the Necrons. One of the newer models for the Necrons was Cezarek. <coughs> excuse me, Cezarek, the Silent King. Oh, yeah. If you look up his model, that model is stunning. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Catan Shard of the Void Dragon. Like, it's just beautifully detailed models uh, that all came out after the, the launch of Ninth Edition. So within the past two or three years.
1: Yeah, they they made some really good models when they updated that line. So, um. Uh, next, I guess we'll talk about the Tyranids. Uh, Tyranids is another one of the really good ones. Uh, this is going to be one of the bigger armies for 10th edition. We already know that it is, it is coming in the 10th edition starter box. It's going to be Tyranids and Space Marines. Uh, so Tyranids are getting a, a revamp somewhat. They're getting new models. Uh, some of their old models are being redone. Uh, but if you really, just a you know quick thought on what, uh, tyrannids are. Think about the xenomorphs from aliens. Uh, they are exactly what you would think that they would look like. These are either, either that or, uh, the bugs from starship troopers. Yes. Cause that's I basically what mix. these guys are. Yeah. They're, they're very much a very mix of xenomorph and starship troopers. Uh, they're scary like you know, at least in the lore, they're scary. They are the they're a hive mind singular goal of um, devouring as much organic material as possible and moving on. They, they want to destroy everything and they have there's, you can't reason with them. there's no real intelligence or diplomacy behind them. They are just there to destroy. But they are super cool.
2: Do what? And you know, they just want to consume. Yeah. But uh, you know, if you're looking at them on the tabletop, if 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 you play them, you're looking at a lot of models on the table. Yeah. Which could be cool. You know, if you like that, I mean, a big swarm horde of Tyranids would be awesome. If you're not someone that wants, I mean, putting that together could be a little tedious. Because you're doing a lot of the same thing and be very repetitive. But the end product is just overwhelming numbers of space bugs. It's pretty awesome.
1: Like You can do an elite force of these guys, but it's a little bit more difficult. But the main focus is that you're doing a ton of little guys running around with a couple of big guys. Um, Yeah. And they have some pretty cool rules about having to stay pretty close to each other. And there's some that can do other things and, and go further away. Uh, but for the most part, these guys are just your generic alien. they can they have psychic powers. they can shoot, they can uh, fight W-ball. there's something can, they can burrow underground like they're they can be really cool. And plus you can do them just about any color because they have hive fleets. and we don't know the extent of how many fleets there are. Um, there's some that are named inside their codexes and things, but for the most part, you can do any color you want because they're just, they usually pick up kind of the genetic makeup of other, uh, of whatever they've eaten and things like that. So they're kind of interesting. They can camouflage and all kinds of stuff. It's, they're weird, but, uh, different. And of course, along with them, uh, even though it's a completely separate Army, uh, they are part of the Tyranids. is the gene stealer cults. Uh, lore wise, <laughs> pretty cool, right? Lore wise, these guys, like, so a gene stealer, a primarch gene or a primarch, uh, a gene stealer will go down onto a planet and he will start kind of infecting the human populace. Uh, and then they'll have generations and generations of, uh, these infected humans, and eventually they'll rise up. And usually they don't rise up until they know that the Tyranid high Fleet is coming. So they're trying; they're there to get the planet prepared for it in terms of making sure that there's no resistance. Taking out some of the higher ends, and they will, you know, insinuate themselves into the society so that there's no way that people can kind of uh, beat them down. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of interesting. They've got their own models, of course, uh, with different guys who look kind of like humans, but they don't, and then others that don't. And then, of course, the gene stealers themselves, which are, you know, carapace, couple of arms. I mean, they're just absolutely, you know, alien. Uh, but most of them look kind of human so that they can kind of insinuate themselves into the society and things like that. They're really yeah. cool. They play different. You can actually, like, have them jump up mid mid-game board uh, from underground or they can be uh, hidden in different ways. Uh, You don't even have to like place your entire army on the board when you put them down. You can say that there's a a marker that says that they might be here or they might be somewhere else. Uh, So they have a lot of tricks and things like that that they can play. It's not a very beginner-friendly army because the rules are so in-depth. Yeah, I will say, though, that...
0: I will say though that 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 story arc seems to be really cool. Like it, it yeah. seems very interesting on how, how they prepare, how they attack.
1: Yeah. Um very is, like a couple of their characters. The, they've got like a Keller Morph who's like a gunslinger type guy. Uh, <laughs> they've got their own assassin that you can play him in two different ways. You can play him actually with the gun and make him a sniper, or you can play him as a Fast striking melee uh, with a poison blade.
0: Oh, so nice.
1: they've got some, they've really got some interesting stuff that, that you can do. Uh, and the models are very unique. So they're very different. But yeah, that's, they're pretty cool. Uh, and then we've, oh, we've only got a couple more. So definitely keep going with those and then we'll have another discussion of or keep discussing everything. So.
2: Yeah, next uh, I'd say orcs. Um and when you picture orcs, I think you've got a good idea already of what to expect. Um like Shrek. You know,
1: That's an ogre. Uh they're they're
2: they're green, they're mean. Uh they like
0: to Lord of the Rings is uh those orcs maybe a little more comparison. The Shrek was a joke.
1: Well, yeah, I know, but... yeah, But yes, yes. I mean, if you think regular fantasy-type orcs, yeah, that's basically what these guys are. Uh, This is about the only comedy that you will find in 40K. They actually are are,
2: in the fantasy, you know, Age of Sigmar game also um, that are very similar to the orcs that are in 40K. But these guys, you know, they like... They like blowing stuff up. They like, you know, they pretty much, you know, kind of rig all their stuff up together, you know, from, from, you know, a lot of their vehicles just look like stuff that they
0: got out of a junkyard. Like um, Mad Max stuff. Looking, kinda, yeah. c- kind of, yeah. I don't know what
1: i uh, Well, They've I'm trying to find them. them. There it is. Boom, duck, a snaz wagon.
2: <laughs> yeah, they like, uh, they also like racing around in their hot rods too. So just cruising around, blowing stuff up and uh, just trying to stick it to the humans. They look pretty fun. Yeah. They can be. They're, yeah, they can, they can be a bit, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to say silly, but kind
1: of. Yeah. They're, they're pretty silly. Honestly, again, they're, they're probably the only thing, they're the closest thing to comedy in this setting. Um, they have, you know, they're they're just there to have fun. Like their whole thing is that war is fun for them. Like their whole deal is to just kill things because the stronger something is when you kill it, you get to take its power basically, and you're stronger yeah. because of it. Uh, so, so they're they're interesting. They're silly. They're fun. But that being said. Unless you're doing, like, a lot of vehicles, uh, you generally are putting a ton of models down. Uh, you'll generally have anywhere from 100 to 150 orc guys, not including whatever bigger things you might put down. So they, they are a large army to, to play.
2: Yeah, which, you know... What appeals to me about them are the vehicles like the planes look like they, you know, found a junk pile of planes from like World War Two and just decided to paint them crazy colors and put a lot of bombs on them. And then they're they're, you know, basically um, demolition derby vehicles, Just you know, anything to go fast and make big booms.
1: Paint it red. (laughs) Red goes faster uh last one uh mostly because we kind of skipped it i don't know and i didn't know where to put this i didn't know if it was really a xenos faction or if it was an imperium faction i am thinking it, it leans more to imperium uh, it's uh,
2: listed in the xenos on the website
1: is it okay i wasn't sure uh it's the leagues of votan um this is a new army ish it's a brand new army as far as like mid ninth edition uh but it is technically kind of part of an older army that they called Squats uh, these are space dwarves they and again I don't know much about them unfortunately but they are they are called or said to be more like dwarves they're shorter people uh, there's lots of axes in their uh, army list and uh, some like space suit kind of stuff but again I don't know too much about these guys so I can't really speak a lot Their aesthetic is pretty cool um, but it's just not one that I've really looked into
2: yeah I'm, I'm the same I, they they visually they're growing on me quite a lot I like their you know their big bulky suits uh, their uh, vehicles that I've seen are pretty pretty cool. I just haven't had an opportunity to really dive deep into them.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to come this next edition. Just uh, one for for the show, and two uh, because I really like learning new things. It's not an army that I think I would buy and play uh, personally, just because I've got way too many already. Uh, but it's it's definitely since it's new, it, it'll be interesting to kind of learn a little bit more about them and where their story is.
2: If you look up um, one model, that's pretty cool is Grimnir. Uh, he looks like a fantasy dwarf, but he's got two drones with machine guns hovering beside him.
1: Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah, those drones look cool too. <clears throat> so I don't know if I'd seen that model before. That one that's actually a really cool model. So, yeah, that's interesting. And their
2: things they're you know, they've got the Sagittar vehicle and the Hecaton Land Fortress. These kind of remind me of like um concepts for mars rover like mars vehicles for people whenever we eventually or whatever travel there um so that that, those look pretty cool too
1: yeah supposedly when that hecaton land fortress came out like the rules for it uh made it so that these guys were almost unplayable in tournaments like it was so powerful that they almost said no you can't use this army in a tournament like for some reason those their their rules were written to a point where they would have won everything it's pretty cool though so um but i think i think that's all the armies i think that being said there's probably something that we've forgotten because no matter how much preparation i have for this I'm pretty sure we would find something that I forgot. So, but I think, I think we went through all know. of
2: them. Not I can't much. think of any other ones. We really didn't go into, one thing we could add to the uh, Imperium is the Officio Assassinorum and the Inquisition. Very small parts. Uh, and the Sisters of Silence.
1: Yeah, but they're more added to other armies. Like, Sisters of Silence yeah. are added to, the Custodes, they're kind of cool, but it's just one box of models. Um, the Assassinorum is just a group of assa- – it's not a group of assassins. It's four separate assassins that you can play in Imperium armies. Um, and then – I think that's about you, it. I know. Yeah, yeah those that's aren't, pretty much it. Those aren't armies specifically,
2: but those are things you can add to armies. Yeah, um,
1: they don't have armies themselves. Right. And then I know Kill Team, uh, which is it's not necessarily off-topic, but it's a different game than 40K uh, as far as big games. Kill Team does have a couple of other Kill Team squads that you can play. Like, they have an Inquisitor squad. They have uh, the Euclidean Starstriders, which is a, a rogue trader group of people. Um, they have the... Uh, it's, it's not our bites, They're the Imperial Navy Breachers, uh, which is a bunch of like, like space uh, – like the guys who were on the on the ships kind of them. So this it's kind of like that. But, okay, now that we've gone through this and I realize we're getting – I don't want to go too much longer because I want people to be able to kind of absorb it. But, uh, Eric, what are your thoughts on some of these?
0: I mean, high-level views, um, I think you guys did a really good job of explaining it. I, I don't really have much to add at this point. Um, and, you know, I think it's just the newness of it for me. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, what to ask, when to ask it. So it's... But, no, I, I'm, I'm good right now. I think you guys did a great job today. Well, all right, guys. So we're at that, that time of this episode. I think we've covered enough for uh, everyone to get... uh a little more sufficiently
1: confused
0: i don't i don't think it's confusion i I think that uh, i I went through it today with you guys and it wasn't that bad um when i say bad i don't I confusing i guess is a better thing to say but i think we're doing good Uh, Um, i've i've learned a lot today i I thank you both for being uh my teachers as i am the student and i i think i look forward to the next one
1: uh well good i also uh and hopefully everybody else is enjoying this and uh We'll keep going as, as long as we can uh, to do this, and I, of course, once tenth edition comes out, I, I definitely think we're going to have a lot more to more to talk about. Which you know, who knows when that'll be? Supposedly sometime in June, but we'll see. So, hopefully, after this episode, we'll we'll see what's going on, and we'll we'll have another topic soon. Yeah,
2: I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, again, if anybody has any questions or anything, hit us up on on Facebook or leave a drop a note. Uh, uh review or anything like that let us know how we're doing
1: Yep. we're more than happy to answer questions you can always also email us at uh, hammerhead gaming at gmail.com uh, again we're on facebook at, under hammerhead wargaming we'll take questions and you know just reviews criticisms please don't be shy
2: so uh
1: have all hammerhead, right guys
2: have a lovely day
1: yep everybody have a good uh good time and uh we will talk to you guys later.
0: Thank you all for joining us on this incredible journey through today's episode. We hope that you've been inspired, entertained, and a little challenged by the multiple armies in Warhammer 40k. For our next episode, I want to give myself and you, the audience, a little homework. Let's choose an army. When we return, we will go into next steps once you have decided on your army of choice. Until then, keep questioning, keep exploring and keep embracing the many possibilities that lie ahead. Stay curious, my friends.